dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Hello, darlings. Welcome along to episode eight of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Now we are warming ourselves by a roaring log fire. Drinks are flowing, chunky jumpers are on, fairy lights everywhere, and we have got plenty of nibbles. Oh, this sounds romantic. Are we going to hold hands across the firelight? Absolutely not. <laughs> Social distancing at all times. Oh, you're no fun anymore. So what's your drink and snack this week, Kath? I am going to have a pint of soda water and lime. I'm going to join you, actually. Oh, it's my favourite drink that's non-alcoholic. And let's have some cheesy nibbles. How about that? I fancy that, and maybe a bit of smoked mackerel pate. It is so good to have your amazing company. In this podcast, we celebrate all of life's mistakes. Big, small, it doesn't really matter. We're going to marvel at how we've all made it through another week. Who knows how that has happened? No, string of our pants. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to laugh together as we cheer each other on because we need to be supporting each other, especially in these dark times. Am I right? 100%. In episode eight of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie, we have a bit of a theme running through actually of beds oh yeah i know plus we'll be bringing you ideal jobs and face suction issues honestly you don't want to miss it we guarantee you'll get a little insight into how we survive life and believe you me it is as big a mystery to us as it is to you now i feel it may be time we did the big reveal calf tell people why we have called our podcast the extortionate price of a fish pie now hang on i know what you're gonna say but i mean we're on episode eight should we be brave and tell people absolutely not no way don't look at me like that no i don't think the time is right well i need to warn you that i may let it slip a little bit later on no you won't there's only one thing that'll be slipping and that's your head into a headlock (laughs) now (laughs) moving swiftly on (laughs) How has your week been, Kath? Oh, well, I've had another disaster this week. (laughs) Oh, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Now, I need sympathy for this, actually, because it was a very disappointing moment in my whole being. I was on social media fatal, and I saw this advert for a beanbag. Oh, my days, Ames. You should have seen it. It was this massive beanbag. I could sleep on it. I could stretch out in front of the TV and lie my whole length along it. Right. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. <laughs> Hang on a second. Go on. Don't tell me this is going to be another cross-stitch story. Well, it's worse than the cross-stitch story. Oh, I don't think I can hear it. Oh, please. I need to unburden myself on someone that's going to be sympathetic. So what? You've bought a big beanbag? Well, I mean... The advert, when you watch and you clicked on it, there was like people just jumping backwards into this massive beanbag that just basically swallowed them up. And I was like, I want a bit of that actually in my life. So I clicked on the shop now. Oh, I was so excited. 20 quid. I thought, that's a good price. So I ordered one in red. So far, so good, because that's quite a bargain if you want a giant beanbag. Yeah, I think they're over £100. I I mean, alarm bells should have been ringing (laughs) at this point. So I waited and I waited and I waited. Oh, months went by. And then this package arrived and I thought, well, I don't even know what that is. I mean, what is that? I opened it up and it was from the company that I bought my beanbag from. And it's a little circle... (laughs) 
with beans in it. <laughs> you couldn't even sit on it. It wouldn't even fit underneath your buttocks. What do you mean? How it's, big is it? It's literally the size of two hands put together. And it's white. It's not even the right colour. <laughs> and it's not even a proper circle. It's a bit misshapen. So I've spent 20 quid on basically something that's good for nothing. I don't understand. How do they think that anyone's buttocks can fit on that? I think it's a con, Ames. I think that's all. <laughs> I think that's the whole point. I've been conned. So I've been sent a little tiny cushion. I'm going to dig it out and take a picture of it so that you can post it up. Kath, listen. Oh, mate, don't. Can I have sympathy? Because I was heartbroken. You don't know the plans that I had in place for that beanbag. <laughs> you don't know the plans that I had. You need to learn a lesson from this, I feel. We've had the cross-stitch debacle. Never seen any cross-stitch since. Have you made anything yet? Don't. Another one dropped through my letterbox the other day and I was terrified because I haven't even opened the first one yet. <laughs> so you've got cross-stitch patterns piling up by yep. your door and now you've got a miniature beanbag that's no good for anyone. Well, it's not even miniature. I mean, it's not even the size of your face. No sympathy from me here. Thank you very much for nothing yet again. Now, you're talking about beanbags. My week has mainly been centred around beds. Oh! We went in search of a new mattress because it's been over 10 years and our mattress has more bumps than a roll of bubble wrap. Oh, I know. It gets just depressing, doesn't it, when it's like that? I remember when you bought that mattress. But what I didn't realise is mattress buying has made massive advances. I couldn't believe it. Oh, mate, it's a minefield now. You have to have a written exam before you're allowed into bed stores. Yeah, well, I just was blown away, to be honest, because they've got this big contraption. And we walked in, the salesman (laughs) clocked us. And he said, come over here. And he took us over to this big bed and he told us to lie on it. Right. This is starting to sound a bit weird. But go on, carry on. So I duly did with my husband. And then somebody started to talk to us and we came up on the screen above us. Oh, no. And it's not even a flattering picture of yourself. You're all pixelated and you can just see all your fat sort of spilling out over the sides. (laughs) You look horrendous. (laughs) So I'm lying there on this bed and this woman's talking to us and she gets you to turn on your side. Yes. It's very unusual, honestly. And then it started to move. It was my bottom area first, then all around my shoulders. It was very unexpected, but I have to say not unpleasant. What, you mean the mattress started to move or the thing that you were strapped into? (laughs) No, you're not strapped into it. Oh, that's just me thinking that. It's a mattress that starts to move. Well, how does it move? I don't understand what you mean. I think I might have blocked some of the experience (laughs) out, but I just know it moved quite a bit. (laughs) I think it's adjusting to get, you know, how you sleep. Really? Yes. It's amazing. But I did absolutely manage to embarrass myself, though. Not like you. Because after the experience, I tried to remove myself from said bed gracefully. Well, that didn't happen. I flumped off it. Oh, no. Collapsed in a bit of a heap. Then I declared to the salesman that I wasn't expecting the bed to move. And so he really apologised to me and said he's sorry he didn't give us any prior warning. To which I then exclaimed, I mean, I still can't believe I'm mortified that I said this to him, that it was perfectly fine as I rather enjoyed it. Oh, oh, Amy. The handy thing is, though, that he fell silent and he didn't say much after that. So we didn't have a hard sell at all. He sort of left us to it. I'm not surprised he probably went and locked himself (laughs) in the staff toilet. Now, it is that time in the podcast for a confession. We regularly get things wrong and we like to share them with you. 
because we're tearing down that image that we are confronted with constantly on social media and saying, we all mess up. It's okay. In fact, it's more than okay. This week, it's your turn to fess up, Kath. Oh man, I hate it when it's my turn. (laughs) Are you starting to get a complex? I literally am. So without further ado, we need a fanfare because what is life without a fanfare? Come on then. What have you been up to this week? Well, now, the thing is, you would have thought from my last venture buying things that I'd seen advertised on social media that I would have learned my lesson. Do you know what? I don't think you ever will. I haven't learned my lesson because they excite me when I see them. (laughs) (laughs) So said contraption has arrived in the post. I'm so excited when it dropped through my letterbox. I was like, woohoo! So it's not very big. You can hold it in your hand and it's got all these different size funnels that go on the top of it. Is this appropriate for our podcast? Yes, it's entirely appropriate. Don't panic. It's going out on the BBC. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fine. We're not going to have to start a new life in Siberia or anything like that. No, it's fine. So... You've got three different levels of suction on it. And you do your face with it. Oh, thank you for you. I'm so relieved. So basically, it's like a hoover and it sucks all the gunk out of your face. And it literally suctions on. You know, like in the film Alien, when the alien bursts out of people's stomach and suctions onto their face. It's like that. Can I just stop you there? And ask what on earth was the appeal? I get the beanbag. I get the cross stitch. You had a lovely idea of you sitting on winter evenings, cross stitching away. (laughs) Wasn't ever going to happen. I get the beanbag. You thought you were getting a bargain. Yeah. And you wanted to flop back into a great big beanbag like the people on the adverts. (laughs) Why would you want to suction your face off? (laughs) Because it gets loads of impurities out of your pores. It's amazing. When you actually manage to prise it off your face, if anyone's got one of these at home and has been a bit worried about using it I would say don't be worried about using it but be warned you will feel like you're being sucked into a parallel universe through the contraption it's that strong Kath and Amy they're a little bit wrong but oh so right Coming up in episode eight of the extortionate price of a fish pie, we've got our word for the week challenge that we like to give and a survival guide tip. But before we do, every week we want to bring you our favourite news story from around the world. Something that's made us smile. I've got a question for you, Kath. Oh, what now? Another one. How often do you wash your bedding? Once a week. Oh, that was a very definitive answer there. Yep, every Thursday. Why, what happens on a Thursday? <laughs> I changed my bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so every Thursday, yep, bedding goes in the wash. Yes. Well, let me tell you, a recent study into the cleaning habits of 2000 people found a third of Britons wash their bed sheets just once a year. I can't believe that. That's repulsive. No. Honestly, I'm like you. I'm every week. I'm speechless. Do you hear that? I'm actually speechless. How can you not change your bedding for a year? Well, their bed sheets must just walk off the bed, mustn't they? Literally. Down to the washing machine. They protest in the end and just say, I'm getting out of here. But it gets worse. Participants were asked how often they clean their underwear. Oh, no. I don't think I want to know about the great unwashed British public, actually. Only 80% of people said they washed them after every use, with one in 10 men fessing up to washing their underwear after 10 uses. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. That is just grim. But do you know what, though? I think you can get a couple of uses out. I've always thought if I was doing a Bear Grylls expedition, you could probably get four uses out because you can turn them inside out. That's second wear, isn't it? Right. Then you can turn them around. I just think you should stop. I just don't think you should be encouraging anyone else to not change their underwear daily. Please don't, because some people will say, well, Amy said that we can, so we're going to from now on. No, Kath and Amy fully endorse washing underwear every day. And washing bedding once a week. On a Thursday. On a Thursday (laughs) is the best day. We need a drum roll, Kath. Before anything else happens, a drum roll needs to take place. I love a drum roll. It is our word for the week. Now, tell people what this challenge is about, Kath. This is a challenge that we beg you to take on board. Use this word in your everyday life. Slip it into conversation seamlessly. Do not draw attention to it. And then move along, giving yourself an internal high five as you do so. Now, this word Kath has made me say because she doesn't want to say it out loud. Isn't that right? I don't like part of the word. I I never (laughs) say it and I'm not starting now. Okay, so this is a 16th century word it's pinch fart what does it mean it means a miser or one who withholds money to the detriment of others that's my husband (laughs) (laughs) i'm just not saying it it's such a horrible word well there we go so we want to see if you can slip that word seamlessly into conversation doesn't matter who you bump into this week and then give yourself an internal high five once you've completed our challenge and then just move on with your life Now, I am a little bit intrigued, Kath. I know we've got our survival guide tip coming up, but quickly before we do, you were telling me something to do with new jobs. You've been doing something? Yes. Now, this is genius. And I suggest you all go and do this after our podcast is finished. So the government have started this new quiz that you can access online to find your ideal job. Okay. What? I haven't heard about this. Yes, it's brilliant. Well, don't worry. I've done yours already for you. I've done mine and you. You go onto this quiz and you answer a series of questions about your skills, your personality, your work ethic, your mindset. And you go through all these questions. And then at the end, after you press submit you wait a few seconds and it pops up with what jobs it thinks you are good for and you filled all of this in for me yes I can't understand I mean you can't know me that well (laughs) I do know you very well it was a lot of questions that were very easy to answer you see you don't need to do it now because I found you the best job on the face of the planet so this is what the government advises I should be doing yes If I were to retrain. If you were to retrain, yes. I am so intrigued right now. You won't probably even know what it is, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Well, let me have a guess. Okay. Was it something to do with care work? Because I know as a counsellor, I reckon it might be something along those lines. No, it's not anything to do with that. Nothing to do with care work? No, no. I can't even imagine. No. Shop assistant? No. Well, I mean, it couldn't be anything to do with gardening because I'm absolutely terrible at that. No, it's nothing to do with gardening. You're fine. Monty Don can sleep safely in his bed. Please tell me it's something like a car racing driver. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Come on then. What is my ideal job? Funeral director. 
right i mean that's caring i mean it's an amazing job and it is i know somebody who is a funeral director and i really look up to him actually but i don't know if i could do that no i don't think you'd be able to do it so i'm a funeral director yes you filled this in for yourself i did both of us i thought i'd save you the trouble come on then what's your (laughs) ideal job mine's perfect actually i'll tell you what the government couldn't have got it any better if they lived with me micro brewer (laughs) I don't even know what micro-brewing is. All I know is brewing is to do with alcohol. I mean, I guess it's just setting up your own little brewery in your house. Don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to find out and I'm going to do it. I'm going to retrain. I've got Demijohns upstairs. What's that? Who's Demijohn and why are you keeping her upstairs? <laughs> You make wine with them. I've made wine before when I was first married. So I could give you my Demijohns. I don't even know what they are. Okay, thanks, Amy. Big glass jars. Oh, thank you. Why didn't you just say that then? You need pipes, don't you? I don't know. Well, this is what I mean. I've got my job. I just need to retrain now. Yeah, research. You need to drink lots. Oh, I've already done that. I'm pretty well versed (laughs) in that, to be fair. (laughs) So you're pretty happy with your job choice. I'm really happy with my job choice. Now, before we say goodbye, we quickly need to slip in your survival guide tip, Kath. I've been thinking about this long and hard, and I think it's an actually genius idea. If you are in the supermarket or a shop, wherever, buying something that you find embarrassing, buy a birthday card as well and put them together on the conveyor belt so it looks like it's a birthday present. Now, this is great. Thank you. Maybe if you're buying some Veruca cream or little corn pads. Yeah, or like if you've got a toenail fungal infection oh just put it on the card because people are just assume if you put it on top of the birthday card you're keeping it together because it's a present but then who buys someone veruca cream for birthday maybe someone would really appreciate it if they had a veruca there is a flaw in your survival guide tip (laughs) if you don't agree with it i'm gonna wait till dark come around and scratch on your windows <laughs> on that note, it is time for us to say goodbye. I can't believe we're here already. Thank you so much for joining us for our eighth episode of An Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Together, we embrace the challenges of life, celebrate the many, many mistakes and imperfections, and most importantly, laugh as we all work out how to navigate this thing called life. So until next week, say goodbye, Amy. Toodle pip. Say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone. <laughs>